Welcome to They Think It's All Over, episode 62. Put away those Easter egg wrappers. We hope you've had an excellent one, but sit down, tighten up your belt and pray your football kits still fit you. Yes, welcome to episode 62 of They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show. I'm Adrian, Football Shirt Talia. Which upstanding community members are joining me this week? Unfortunately, I've booted Bard back out and I'm back. It's Mike at Footy Shirts. It's me again, like a terrible smell or a boomerang. It's Tom at Shirt Fan. And your token angry Scotsman, Scott at Flying Scotty. Welcome back, gentlemen. Mike, it's great to have you back. I know you've been a little bit under the weather. We did miss you last week. We really, really, really did. Or oh, I say we, I did. Yeah, I, I did listen back to the episode. I'm not going to lie, it didn't sound like you guys did, to be honest. But I'll be honest with you, I'm just glad that nobody twigged that it was WrestleMania weekend. And that was probably why I was actually missing more so than not feeling very well. Got to be honest, Bard was pretty good, though, Tom. I didn't even notice Mike was missing. I'm not going to lie. What, what, what happened last week? The reason you didn't notice any difference is because I am just as accurate with my history as Bard is. So, at least your comeback will be more successful than Frank Lampard's, anyway, Mike. I mean, that was mad. I know we joked about it last week because the news came through as we were recording the pod. But um, what a mental week, really, in terms of football and, and news and what's gone on. I mean, anybody got anything they want to share? Any thoughts, feelings? Did anybody watch the Arsenal Liverpool game today? It was or... a classic. Absolute but classic. I, I don't know how legitimate it is or what's going on, but how mental is that that the linesman has elbowed Andy Robinson in the face? <laughs> it was like a people's elbow, wasn't it? He's channeling WrestleMania. But did you see Roy Keane's reaction to it? Oh, did, didn't he say he deserved it for defending so badly, basically? <laughs> he said, don't worry about that. Have a look at his defending. I've met Andy Robinson and he's a big bear bear. <laughs> <laughs> There was definitely no contact though, was there? Or was there? Do you know, I, I, I think from my, my opinion anyway, I will be honest with you, if you lay your hands on someone and they react, it's your own fault. Don't, don't put your hands on someone if you don't want them to react to you. So that, I, I, I don't dislike Andy Robertson. I know people think he's a bit of a shithouse and whatever, but I, I think he's a decent player. But don't go up and grab an official because an official for me has got just as much right to fling his arm up and tell you to fuck off as anyone else on the pitch. And can we just quickly talk, just very quickly talk about, speaking of, you know, we're going to do the greatest shirts of all time. Mike's getting that all together. Let's just take a moment to remember that Liverpool fans were trying to tell us that Van Dyke was, was not only the greatest centre-back at the time, the greatest centre-back in the history of the Premier League. I mean, that, is, that has got to be out there for one of the fucking worst shouts ever. Do you know what it is? It's like Titus Bramble has killed Virgil van Dijk and he's wearing his skin and face as a bodysuit. Oh, come on. Come on. Listen, we got some we have got some controversial opinions and shouts coming out later in the show. So that was a nice little link there, Scott. But um a couple of other things I saw this weekend. Did everybody see Roy Hodgson wandering around Leeds City Centre at six AM in a full Crystal Palace tracksuit? I mean, how cool is that? Roy is the absolute boy. I love him. The boy done good from Croydon, back at Crystal Palace. I, how can you dislike Roy Hodgson? He's just incredible. I, I, I genuinely love Roy Hodgson. The reason for that is that my nan, who passed away now, bless her, 
she looked exactly like Roy Hodgson and we used to call her Roy. So I, I genuinely like Roy because he reminds me of my nan. I've met Roy once, uh, as an aside. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever frequented the pubs down by Kew Bridge. It's a lovely little spot in southwest London. Definitely recommend it, especially as summer is approaching. And he was once sat in the kind of window at a table with his wife enjoying a nice roast dinner and a, a bottle of wine only for someone passing the pub not even in the pub to spot him and ask for a selfie to which he told them no and then quickly left <laughs> love that story i mean roy hutton just looks like the sort of guy uh, he looks like a nice guy but he does look like the sort of guy that would order a roast every time he went to a pub for a meal you taking the piss you taking the piss <laughs> not taking the piss northampton are a good team and they set up well well i think you are <laughs> <laughs> right coming up today we have got the usual weekly news we've got a little scotty rants we're having no kit history because bard is better than mike and mike's got a sore throat and can't talk that long and finally as our feature this week we're going through some controversial opinions that we asked you the listeners and kit community to share with us right so first up the news Right, so a few things in the news this week and some really nice stories out there. Mike, I think you've got one you want to kick us off with. Yeah, um, we shared it from the, the pod account this week. And so I know you guys would have seen it, but there was a rather nice little touch at the end of, I believe it was the Union Berlin match against Dortmund this week. Yeah, so I think most people are familiar with the story of Sebastian Aller, who uh, basically battled testicular cancer and made his return not long ago. And obviously when Dortmund this week playing, as I say, Union Berlin, Tino ba- Baumgartel, I believe is pronounced, is also a sufferer. So at the end of the match, they had a really nice little gesture where they swapped shirts. And I think, yeah, it was a really ni- nice little touch. And Baumgartel's uh, tweet, he simply just wrote, fuck cancer. Uh, and I think that's something we can all get on board with, really. Yeah, I've had a couple of family members go through to stick to their cancer and thankfully come out the other end of it. So, yeah, I think it was a really nice moment, wasn't it? And it, it, it's something everybody can get behind, isn't it? So it was, it was really cool to see. It's one of those things that sort of uni- united uh, football fans, shirt fans, sports fans, just human beings really you know it's got a load of profile there's been all sorts of cool things done around it in terms of highlighting the issue which you know hopefully it's it's there's a huge positive that's come out of it that people um people will take forward in in their lives in general so really nice from one feel-good story to another tom what have you got so building on the success of the women's euros last year we have another tournament a world cup tournament and a traditional one because it's actually taking place in the bloody summer which is what it should do not in crappy winter with a country that has questionable human rights activities but yeah we've got the women's world cup in australia oh they're saying that they're dodgy fuckers as well (laughs) (laughs) so yeah nike have released 12 bespoke kits home and away for the countries that they manufacture in this world cup and to be honest, it's a bit of a mixed bag. There's a lot of not very standout effort, shall we say. A lot of kind of old school international superstar soccer on the PS1 vibes. It's just colours. And that kind of indicates which nation the, the kits belong to. There are some that I'm going to pick out that I think they put a little bit more effort into. I'll start with that England away kit. I think it's really, really lovely. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It's 
kind of like a pale blue, a bit like that England 1993 shirt with a geometric pattern all across the body. Um, officially, it's not actually inspired by that shirt. Apparently, it's actually inspired by Wembley Stadium and the geometric Art Deco patterns on the, the old Wembley Stadium. So it's actually more to do with that, not the 1990 shirt, which... I think it's a bit strange because I thought that's what a lot of people would think of. There are some others that are, are pretty good. We've seen New Zealand's home kit is really nice. It has the silver fern all across the, the body of that shirt. Nigeria's away kit is a nice funky design. And then America's home kit I actually think is really nice. It's, it's white and it kind of has like impressionist blue dots all across it. And that is homage to the expressionism in new york city in the 1940s so there's a bit of thought into that and in some of them the rest are all a bit template but i don't know is there any that have caught your eyes uh two things i noticed first thing is that new zealand home kit is absolutely gorgeous definitely the pick of the bunch for me um maybe they were building off the success of the was it the 2018 uh, men's kits that they had the ferns down the sleeves it was really good and the second thing I noticed was, uh, did you notice in the international superstar soccer style shirts that the collar is very similar to the 2002 template, isn't it? With a, the uh, kind of triangle style um, coming out of the side of the collar there. That's what it reminded me of. And You mean shit collar? Uh, I only like the template purely because of the Brazil winning team. Good memories. But yeah, it's very similar. I think a few of them are quite nice, to be honest. I think the, the England away genuinely is probably my, one of my favourites. But I think my favourite home and away pairing, you've seen the China. Um, so obviously the, the home is red with yellow trim and then the away is yellow with red trim. And I just, I love an alternating home and away kit like that. And it, it I think it looks really, really good. Again, like a what looks like in the in the, the DFA, like a bespoke pattern all within the kits again, just looks really, really good. But in particular, the away, a really vivid, bright yellow with, with red trim around it. It looks really, really smart. So you are right, Mike. Those China kits, they do have their own detailing within the pattern of the shirt and it's it's meant to be a stylized version of a cloud which in Chinese culture symbolizes good luck and good fortune so there is meaning behind these but you do have to kind of search it out and, and dig a little deeper which I, I kind of like it actually I don't know I, even talking about it now I've come around to these a bit more than I initially thought and I definitely will get that England away shirt I think it's a really nice shirt and I will look forward to watching the tournament and cheering England on very much so. So, but these kits follow Adidas's releases, don't they? A week later, and it's not a competition. We're all going to enjoy all the shirts for the merit in which they were designed. But uh, Adidas, where better? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think these Nike ones are much, much better. Again, even just having this conversation, what I initially thought were quite generic, boring shirts. There's a lot to unpack in them, and they're a lot more subtle than those brash Adidas ones, which I think are a bit of an assault on the on the senses. Uh, do you know what I would back that up and I'd say as a bit I'm an Adidas fanboy you know I'll, I'll admit that but I would say I'm kind of split 50-50 on these I, I like half of the Adidas ones and the other half I'm not so keen on and with these Nikes I like half of them not so, not so keen on the other half so I think for me I think that it's just as good of a uh, a batch of releases is is Adidas lot. I'm going Nike because New Zealand's the best shirt out of all honestly honestly I'm not coming back next week um, is that, that is that a promise 
<laughs> I know a few people will be very pleased. Now, I think we can agree it's lovely to see both manufacturers putting out great kits for, for the women's game that we'll look forward to watching in the World Cup during the upcoming summer. Final bit of news. What have we got, Scott? Yeah, another reissue coming out of Adidas. We've kind of, we don't really need to speak about the, the history of it all because I think we've, we've um, discussed it before. But yeah, another great alternative to the original. Looks like it's the same tape sleeves. Um, and it's the 88 to 93rd shirt that's coming out, which is actually a really rare original to get a hold of. So I Manchester think it'll be, United. It'll be this... Yes, Manchester United, sorry. It's all right. Don't worry, we'll guess. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have started with that. <laughs> Um, treat me as naive uh, most people do but so the Man United obviously it's iconic in terms of Man United kit is it it, super rare is it original Scott yeah really like um, there's two that there's the two that are rare the um, the rounded collar version that was that came out for uh, 92 uh, sorry 88 was is super rare and then this one some people it has a really deep triangular neck so it kind of fits a little bit strange so it's maybe not as collectible as the the 87 88 version but still to find your i mean some of these go on ebay for a grand so wow Wow. very rare so it's a good opportunity to probably i think they'll probably be 90 pounds that's what they were before. I love the way Adidas do it because they use the original material. That's why I like it. It's not spoofed up or modernized. They 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 literally just make a carbon copy. So it's, if you want to get one to wear, it's great. I think the reason I'm not so keen is actually because they're a carbon copy. I know we've touched on this before, but I just I feel like when they're doing a remake, we there should just be something that's distinguishable from the original just to for it to not because for me it 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 waters down the originals and for someone who collects original shirts and I'm not I've always said that, I'm not knocking anybody I know you buy some of the remakes yourself Scott and I, and I completely get why but I feel like when it is absolutely bang on the same it just kind of waters down the original for me and I just like it when there's just something a little bit different and I can see your point as well but see what I do is I like to get both so I would never buy the reissue as a replacement because I can't get the original. Annoyingly, now that they've released that as a remake, I will probably now be on the hunt for an original so that I have both. Well, it's interesting you say that, Mike. You don't like them because you can't distinguish. Well, I've got something that's going to tickle your pickle because blue is the colour when it comes to retro shirts at the moment, I think, because Birmingham and Portsmouth have released a new retro range of shirts, which isn't out of the ordinary, but something that is a little out of the ordinary is a couple of these shirts are old Admiral shirts, and these have been released and manufactured in partnership with Admiral. So instead of having like a blank score draw shirt with no branding apart from the clubs, these shirts have been re-released with all of the Admiral branding and interestingly, the sponsors from the original. So obviously you can tell these are slightly different because of the tags and so on and so forth but it's really cool because they're a really cheap alternative version to the the classics that are really hard to come by and Portsmouth's one is great if people want to have a look at it it's sold out sold out at 45 pounds but they had a 1987 
retro jersey, which is like a nice pinstripe one. Baldy Admiral brand, Brandon and South Coast Fiat sponsor as well. 1978 was another one they did. And Birmingham have done exactly the same with Admiral. And they re-released their 1994 shirt with the Admiral Brandon and Triton sponsor on the front. So I think it's a cool way of kind of doing these retro re-releases if you're going to do it by making it as similar as you can but distinguishing between the originals honestly a 45 pound is a brilliant price point and also we've said about previous clubs that have done it you know milan have done ac milan that has done it and psg have done it and they've always not used the manufacturer or not used all the sponsors and it's great to have all of that and have have that copy of it so i, I think that's incredible um but as mike says when it's an exact copy your concern is somebody might slip and cut off the tags and list it as an original one to try and sell it on that was just about to full-heartedly agree with you the key for me is the branding I like really it just looks a bit too score drawy for me if they don't have the branding. So I really enjoy these real releases that have the branding. I mean, yeah. they're obviously popular because they've completely sold out both Portsmouth and Birmingham. They were gone within hours of release. I can see why they're, they are lovely, actually. I can see why it's a neutral both those kits. To be fair, firstly, fuck the blues, but secondly, yeah, the Portsmouth ones were quite nice. I, I do, like I say, I do get it. For me, it, it, it is better than the score draw because as much as like I know we talked about score draws for like room, uh, kit room one on one like ages ago, and we, I said I wouldn't put them in there because they're there for people as an option for sort of like retro shirts and so on. But if the branding's going to be on there, I still think it's better. But as I say, I just say it again, I just prefer they weren't identical to the originals. There we go. That wraps up this week's news. Let's move on to Scotty Rants. Yeah, so quick one this week, but I just feel like it's topical. There's been a few things floating around Twitter. I know that Mike had uh, pointed out uh, that somebody had been cutting tags off jumpers and selling them as originals and then tried to apologise when they got caught out. So what it's going to be this week is everybody needs to remember that your life is your own and you are free to do with it whatever you want, whether it's being a cunt or not being a cunt. The thing that winds me up the most is that when people that are knowingly cunts get offended when somebody calls them one if you're gonna be a cunt embrace it crack on do what you like but don't start sending out cryptic tweets and fake apologies when somebody calls you out on it just just be a cunt none of us want your shitty apology messages and none of us care if you you know don't tell other people to get other hobbies just fuck off go and save something else Leave it out, you cunts. Here, here, Scott, I think that's a really good, important message because, I mean, you are what you've just been talking about and you know it and we tell you all the time. So, yeah, here's to the cunts. (laughs) I always say the same thing. It's it's actually difficult to follow on and, and say much after one of Scott's rants, but I don't think any of us disagree with that one. And yeah, if if you're going to be a cunt, be a cunt. At least own it. Don't be a fanny about it after and start trying to 
you know, make out like you're the victim. So yeah, fuck them. Next week, we're not going to do a link between this and the feature. We'll just do Scotty Ransom straight into the feature because nobody can follow this up. Before we go to this week's feature, we do have a few more exciting features coming up. I think we got three records lined up this week and a couple more the following week. But um, Tom, what have we got coming? So we do have that David O'Leary lead special. If you can all remember those days of Seth Johnson and Harry Kuehl and Lee Bowyer and Jonathan Woodcate and all the shady activities, we've got that coming up. We also have an episode on Forgotten Football Clubs, which I'm really looking forward to. I think that would be a really interesting one. And we also have an Ajax special, plus a few more others in, in the work. So, yeah, keep your ears peeled. But this week, we've uh, we put the feature out to you, the listeners and our followers on social media, as we asked you during the week what your controversial opinion was. So let's move on. You're going to hear some controversial opinions and we're going to discuss them. I give up. An absolute disgrace. I am flabbergasted. Analyzer to the coach, come on. Shocking. I am. I am disgusted with it. Right, gentlemen, I think you've probably all seen us. I know we were not all in agreement with the tweet that went out, but I did share a picture of Ronaldinho and Zendin Sedan in their respective countries' football kits with a caption saying, two of the greatest players ever, but two of the worst shirts ever. What's your controversial opinion? We'll be discussing the best and the worst on next week's pods. We were inundated by responses both to the tweet and indirectly by dms where people wanted to share their controversial opinions with us and we thought it'd be a great place to chat some of those uh, through amongst us but let's start with our tweet first um scott i know you wanted to put out a public apology really did i fuck brazil shirt i agree with you but i love that i just love that france shirt because zidane's headbutt and his panenka in the world cup final i I agree with you that it's not a great... I don't really like the, the team guy's template, but I love that show. Yeah, I've defended this kit, this particular kit, a number of times on this podcast. And I, for me, it's the moments that make kits more than design in terms of what I collect. And that has one of the best footballing moments in that shirt in my lifetime. So I, I think it is arguably in my top 10, maybe not five, but 10. Whilst talking about the shirt in the moment, did you all see Matarazzi on? I'm really sorry, I've forgotten the name of the podcast, but he was on a he was on a podcast, and they asked him what he said, and he confirmed. And apparently, he was just he was just talking shit. He was he was tugging Zidane's shirt, and Zidane turned around and asked him if he wanted a shirt after the game, and Matarazzi just went, "No, I prefer your sister." <laughs> So he was just smack talking. As long just, as he was only tugging his shirt. Just bringing it back to the kits and that particular tweet. I'm not even, I don't even dislike the team guy's template. And But I would say, separating the moments from the kit, I would prefer that shirt if it didn't have that blue-red fade across the chest and it was just a standard team guy's template because I quite like that. But that one... I agree. Take those moments away. That is a dog shit football shirt. Moments don't make it a good design. And I think, yeah, most of the kit community was right behind my view on that controversial opinion. It's the team guy shirts. Absolutely horrific. But um, let's move on to some other controversial opinions. Let's chat them through and, and see where we all land on these. So in no particular order, 
who's ready for the first controversial opinion? Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do this like we do with a quiz, so everybody gets a comment? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that if you've got strong. We'll go in order, but if somebody's got particularly strong opinions, just 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 shout. Go for it. First controversial opinion we have for you comes from shirts, shirts, shirts at J.R. Borman. 90 shirts are horrible, itchy, polyester, which makes you go red and sweat. I'll, I'll happily take this one first. I've said this before. Uh, you, you cannot discount an entire decade of football shirts and say that they're all bad for anything whether it be for design for material fit whatever because even through that decade they vary wildly with all of those things and then adding to that that that's complete fucking lunacy because the 90s is the greatest decade ever for football shirts and in my opinion only possibly to be surpassed by the 2020s if it keeps going the the way that they are I'm sorry, Mr. Bullman, but I'm I'm not accepting that one. And I and I'm not telling him he's wrong. I'm just saying I disagree very, very strongly. Thinking about it, immediate reaction was absolutely not. Because they're normally I just think 90s, they're heavy. I love a heavy shirt. And I also think sometimes heavier the softer. But thinking about it, modern shirts are actually quite comfortable. Possibly more comfortable, apart from the tight-fitted ones. So I'm not saying I completely disagree, but I would edge towards disagreement. I quite like the 90s Man City shirts. Um, they're not heavy. They're my brother. That's a proper tumbleweed moment there, isn't it? And all Man City shirts are shit as well. Um, I agree with Mike. I think I know what the guy's speaking about. There's definitely a few that are horrific material that aren't very comfortable, but... You, you can't go for the whole decade. If we're talking about discomfort of football shirts, that for me, the, the early 2000s takes it by a long way because then they fit and comfort-wise, material-wise, they were fucking miles out. At least in the 90s, they were... They, again, one thing I have, 90s shirts were not as big as people make out that they were. Everyone will have you believe that they were absolutely enormous. I'm telling you now, they weren't. But anyway, that's a different argument. But some of the material is, I've got a few buying shirts from the 90s that are incredibly comfortable. If you've never worn a Man United sports wool technology from Umbro from the 2000 season, you don't know what an uncomfortable shirt is. I've just had a thought as well. I don't often wear my shirts, as you guys know, but I did take to wearing some of my 2018 Adidas uh, shirt. So I had a Spain and a Germany, like the player version one. And I started wearing them when I went on runs. And the absolute nipple chafe off of that Spain badge, Christ alive, that is the most uncomfortable shirt I've ever worn. So, yeah. And do you know what? Following in from that as well, Nike shirts from around the 2010 era were a horrible fit and a really stiff, rigid material as well. So I think I think that the truth is... I think that certain manufacturers possibly just go through phases where they mix things up and it just doesn't just doesn't work. Okay, take that all on board. The next controversial opinion we've got is from Reese, football shirt C2, big fan of the pod, very nice guy. Modern shirts are better than old shirts. They're comfier, generally have better designs and have consistent sizing. The only thing that the 80s and 90s shirts have for going for them is nostalgia. 
No, next question. <laughs> I can't say I blanket agree with that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like this is perhaps the wrong group of four people to ask because I think we'll all be in agreement that the older ones are better. But then, again, Mike did make a, quite a valid point. The last few years, say the last three years from 2020 onwards, things are going in a pretty interesting, exciting direction. So maybe give it a few more years and we could come back to that. But yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't say that at the moment. Also, let's be honest, we're all of a certain age, you know, we're all over 30 and, you know, nostalgia is a big part of why we collect. And if we were a bit younger, maybe we, you know, we, we might feel differently about that. But let's move on to the next controversial opinion we got, which is a biggie from NB Football Shirts. If Argentina didn't win the 2022 World Cup, their home shirt, there'd be an abundance of cheap stock. Nobody would want it. Do you know what? I'm in absolute 100% agreement with that. But MB's a top lad. You know, he, he shares some really good shirts, always gets involved with the pod. But I would put to him that that kind of goes for a lot of football shirts, really. Um, like we were saying earlier, moments sometimes make a football shirt. So, I mean, it, it, you've got a, a mad, passionate nation like Argentina with a generational talent like Lionel Messi, who have just won the World Cup. So uh, every single generation of football fan, apart from me, possibly, wanted one of those shirts. So I, I do agree with him. I 100% agree. But... I think that that's, that's kind of normal within football shirt. Yeah, I, I completely agree with MB. It, in terms of design, it's, it's an absolutely nothing standout. It could probably blend into one of 30 different Argentina home kits. But for me, it was one of my most wanted shirts purely because of that moment and because of what it means. And that, like I said earlier, that's why I collect the Mexico shirt. I was appalled that that got voted by all the listeners as the number one shirt of 2022 because, okay, it might have a great design, but it means nothing to me. Similar to why I always slate the Dortmund shirts. Like, I don't know. They, might, Of course, horses for courses, right? But those Dortmund shirts do nothing for me. I didn't watch German football in the 90s when I was young. I've never really watched too much German football and those kits just do not move me. And the messy or the Messi, see, that says it all. The Argentina home kit moves me. It, it makes me think of the greatest player of his generation at the absolute height of his career that he's, he's worked towards. So it's, it's packed full of meaning, and that's why I think it's a great shirt. But I do agree with MB. Nothing spectacular about that design. If they'd went out in the group stages, probably get it for 20 quid. Well, you're not alone on the Mexico shirt. One of the controversial opinions we had in was apart from shirt happens, and he, uh, he, he said similarly he didn't, didn't like rate the Mexico shirt at all and it was our shirt of the year uh, next controversial opinion we had in was from Team Dorling um, and his comment was the T90 template is boring and a prime example of the start of the 21st century in kit design it has dated badly like so much from that era and I can't look at it without thinking it looks cheap yeah I agree it's never been my favourite template they, they had cool adverts that was about as good as it got for me See, I actually like the template, to be honest with you. I'm a self-confessed template lover. I I don't mind it at all. But the one thing I will agree on is the cheap aspect of it. Um, and that's that's more about if you get one in hand. 
because they feel very much of their time. They feel like they're made out of that. You know that weird fucking like crepe tissue paper type shit you used to make stuff out of a like preschool. They feel like that. I, I wouldn't lie to you. I, it, the, the, that T90 template, I bought one because I wanted a Holland shirt in my collection. I didn't even keep it. It turned up. I ended up losing like 15 quid on it because I bought it during the fucking Euros or some shit and then got it remembered i cannot fucking stand the way they fit or feel and ended up selling it literally for half the price that i bought it no you're right it feels like the toilet roll you get on trains you know the stuff that doesn't actually wipe it just sort of smears it around i do think i'm really conflicted with these t90s because i love them because of for the memories like the ad campaign and that and i think they look brilliant when they're they have the the full like number on the front in the in the circle and all on all that stuff but they are terribly uncomfortable and they do feel horrible so yeah i'm conflicted with them seen some great collections of them out there though in the community i think shirt union have got a terrific um set of v-shirts so um i I know that they are they are big amongst some collectors the next one we've got is from jackson's jerseys and i'm not going to get a general view on this i'm just going to come straight to scott with david beckham wasn't as good as people seem to think he was one of the worst fishing expeditions i've ever seen Okay, next one we've got is from Goyo Rodriguez S14, who says, Anybody got anything to say about that? My Spanish isn't great. I think it's Portuguese, actually, Scott. Could you not tell by my pronunciation? Okay, so next thing we've got coming up is from Kit for Brains, who said most football shirts are actually gaudy and hideous without a badge slash team connections. Like if they were just regular T-shirts, there's no way we'd buy them from Next or wherever. Examples, take away the crests and printing. Are you wearing these? The examples, I think, were the Wolfsburg 2020-21 home shirt and um, the Barcelona third shirt, the Catalan white and red stripes from sort of like the from whenever really they want it quite a lot i got a few replies to this one firstly i disagree with it because so much fashion especially now is inspired by football shirt design they're literally turning football shirt design football shirt designs into casual wear because people want to wear them and those things don't come with badges and so on but secondly well I think it's it, it, for me. My answer would be, and, and I don't. I don't mean to. It's hard to say this without sounding like you're being a bit of a dick, but I don't mean to be that. But it's kind of obvious you wouldn't wear it without a badge because it's sportswear. It, it it's like it, I, I I wear it because it's a football shirt. I like the I like the fact that with a football shirt, there's a lot more freedom in design with what I wear. If if I if I don't want to wear a football shirt. Uh, I usually wear a shirt, to be honest with you, or a smart T-shirt. The The whole idea with football shirts is the badge, is the manufacturer, is the sponsor, is the some of the gaudy designs. So I think that it's kind of like it's again, I don't want to sound insulting, but it's kind of nonsensical to say that if you take the badge away, you wouldn't wear it. Well, no, because then it wouldn't be a football shirt. We wear them because they're football shirts. Did you see what I mean? It it, it does it. Yeah, it it kind of like uh, bleeds into what we had with our guest uh, Leonard the other week when he spoke about club 
crests and how they are a shirt and a crest is the closest link between a, a, a football club and a, and a fan. Like it's the it's the emblem that people can kind of group behind. So I, I do get that, but I think Kit for Brains is also just kind of overestimating a lot of our abilities to dress ourselves in normal clothes because I tell you, fashion don't come easy, brother. It does not come easy. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of confused by the statement. It'd be like saying, well, if you nobody would drive a car if you took the wheels off it. You know what I mean? I don't that that's that is what it is. So of course, yeah, you wouldn't be making sports wear without the team's badge on it. So I was kind of a little bit mystified by the logic behind the statement. I can sort of see where he's coming from. And, and don't forget, you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers supporters and Villa supporters out there, they've probably been buying their football shirts without the team's badge on from Castore all year. <laughs> Just going to throw it the other way, though. Imagine if they weren't Gordy, these shirts, and you had, I don't know, a, a Chelsea shirt that was white and looks like the button-up you wear to work Monday to Friday. Would you, would you want to wear it? Would you want that? Do you know what? Maybe that's actually why I feel quite strongly about it because I'm, I mean, I'm covered in tattoos that are coloured from head, literally head to toe. I'm I'm literally gaudy just to look at, let alone before I put any clothes on. I'm not against the idea of putting, wearing bright clothes myself. I'm, I'm a, I'm a bright colour wearer, orange and yellow and purple and so on. So maybe that's what it is. I, I, even when I'm not wearing football shirts, I'm not really afraid to wear something people would see as gaudy anyway. Let's move on to the next couple and last couple of controversial opinions. We've got the first one I'm going to go with at random is from footy shirt, Sean, who said, I hate kits inspired by past kits. They're never going to be as good or iconic as the original. So what is the point? Massive disagree on that one for me. I love the 2018 shirts that they weren't exactly the same, but they were inspired by historical shirts for the Adidas countries. I thought they were, the, I don't expect them to be the original. I thought they were great. I love the throwback element. I'm kind of like, for someone who loves throwback shirts, I, I kind of understand where, where he's coming from to an extent, but I'm kind of a bit in the middle with it. I think that sometimes it becomes a bit too much where every single shirt you seem to sit, you, uh, that seems to be released is, is an inspiration of this, is, is you know, a remake of that and so on. So I do get where he's coming from. However, I, I don't know. I think there is something just brilliant about uh, a, a modern take of an original especially when they kind of put a modern twist on it as well like we have seen with some shirts like scott scott says perfect example is those those 2018 uh football shirts you know even some some of them were inspired by old templates that 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 nation never even wore but that they looked amazing so i think it's it's a difficult one i do understand where he's coming from but i do like a throwback yeah i get where he's coming from i think uh, and i probably would agree with him but but actually when they're executed well uh, I, I love it so I'm probably going to disagree, but sort of agree. Got a biggie for you all, and I don't know where to start with because we had a few options here from football shirts. Uh, that's football shirts, uh, as in the Scottish pronunciation. And um, he has some cracking controversial opinions, but at random, I'm going to go with maybe the most uh, controversial. It's, we, we invited football opinions as much as football shirt opinions. Uh, Maradona may be the most hyped and overrated player of all time. I have two words. I think smashed this argument completely. Mo Salah. 
it's, it's difficult to follow that, Tom. Um, he seems like a decent lad, to be fair, but I'm, I think he might have been fishing for a response on that, to be honest with you. You know what, no matter what you think of Maradona, whether you think that he shouldn't necessarily have been lauded in the way he did because of his his demons and his problems off the pitch, whatever. When you see that, that guy with the ball at his feet, nobody can deny how fucking brilliant he was at what he did. And his record and the teams he played with and the trophies he won and the admiration he receives from his peers is simple proof of that. It's If he was looking for a reaction, I think he got it because I think most people replied to his his response than anybody else's. But he's a good lad, but he's talking madness there, isn't he? Yeah, that was definitely the second uh, the second biggest fishing expedition on the on the thread. So I, I don't need to add any more. I mean, he did quite well. He obviously had a, a quiet Saturday morning and fancied spending a bit of time on Twitter. And I do like him; he's a good lad. But he also had a couple more that I think is probably worth putting out there. I did say it was the last one, but um, only Man United and Liverpool are bigger clubs in the UK than Celtic and Rangers. Discuss. I would dismiss this one straight away, purely on the basis that. The whole big club argument is just a, an ego boost for people. How how do you define a big club? Is it the attendance that a club gets? Because in that case, you know, Newcastle are a bigger club than fucking most clubs in England. Is it the money that you've got behind you? Villa are like the third richest club in fucking England or, or fourth, sorry, after Newcastle now. So are they bigger than Arsenal? It, it, it's, a, it's a silly argument that I think people just do for, for sort of like ego boosting for their club. One more for you, because he was on fire. Heat press club badges are the worst thing to happen to football shirts. Heat press, right? So this isn't TPU. This is like, you know, like vinyl heat press badges. So I read it as TPU, though. I think that's what most, uh, you know, commonly I think that's what most people go with, isn't it? Because I am a big fan of TPU. I think you can get an extra level of detail in there, which sometimes looks really, really smart. But if it, if we're talking, you know, like flat pack pressed vinyl... Yeah, I completely agree with him. It's it's awful. But you want to see a bit of texture in your club crest, I think, whether it's sewn or TPU. But I agree with him if he means the, the heat the heat pressed 2D. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. I enjoy the variety. I think if everything was the same, it would be boring. I like that some of them come out TPU, some of them come out heat pressed, some of them are still stitched. I think that's what makes all the different shirts fun. So I would... I would agree that they're maybe not my favourite out of the different ways you can do it, but I, I wouldn't get rid of anything because I love the variety. I'm with you, Scott, and hopefully our listeners are as well. That's why we bring a variety of four different idiots to you every single week to talk to you about football shirts and football. But um, that was fun. I mean, we got some really good fun stuff there, didn't we, when we were looking for scrolling through those uh, replies. I think the most interesting thing that came out of all of that is to learn that Mike is uh, head to toe in, uh, in the, the body art. I feel like we <laughs> we need to know a bit more about this, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Beckham's a fucking legend, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It, do you know what? Just going back to that, I didn't have anything to say on that. The Beckham one's madness, isn't it? it, it everyone knows what he was good at. He, he, he's, as far as, is there anyone better who's ever played on the right wing for England? Put it that way. In the midfield for England. I, I think he's brilliant. What? what yeah. It's a, it's a different argument for a different pod, though, and it? it could go on all day. 
It could, it could, and maybe we'll go there one day. But um, it's bank holiday week, and we've got a four day week at work, so let's let's not go there now. That was good fun. Really enjoyed chatting to you about some very different things this week. But um, I'm looking forward to some of the features we've got coming up over the next few weeks. And and Mike, our greatest shirt of all time poll. I think you want to put one final final shout out there to people, don't you? I do. I'm putting together the last sort of um, uh, entries in over the course of this week and by the end of next weekend. So basically, if it's not in by next weekend, it, it won't be counted. We've got a lot of, uh, of top fives come in. We've we've had Instagram, email and Twitter DMs with them, as well as people just replying to threads and stuff that we've put out. So we've got a lot to go through. So, yeah, I'm probably going to say um, this pod will go out on monday or tuesday whenever we're dropping it this week and i would say by friday it needs to be in because that's when i'm going to start putting it together i really need to get mine in <laughs> really looking forward to seeing how that comes out though and uh, which roma shirt comes out number one of the great shirt of all time scott you got a few thank yous and things you want to say this week i get people are getting fed up me saying thank you <laughs> tom you got a few thank yous and things you want to say this week yeah, I just want to say big thanks to everybody that interacts with all the tweets and all the posts on Instagram and, and most importantly, listens to the podcast. It, it really does mean a lot. We've had lots of nice little kind of comments and recommendations in the last few weeks. So, yeah, please keep doing that if you feel obliged to do so. And it's just great to kind of get together with these three every week and, and talk about why we're all here which is our love of collecting and talking about football shirts so yeah let's let's carry on and just one quick shout out as well to tom from uh, circa 88 who who for anybody who would have seen it gave us a, a really one of one of my favorite uh, collection of shirts to give away which was the mexican uh, lucha libre charlie shirts um i've picked up between one and five myself from Tom to complete the collection. Um, and they're, they're great shirts. And just as a little bonus, I think what we're going to do, because the pod will be probably going out Tuesday this week, I think we're going to extend the giveaway until the end of Tuesday. So anybody listening who hasn't seen it on the socials, uh, you've got another chance to get in and get involved and win one of these wonderful shirts, courtesy of uh, Tom from Circa 88. Nice kits, those. I've got a couple of the Charlie ones. Funnily enough, circa I got the Dorados uh, shirt the, from watching Maradona in Mexico on Netflix. I also got the Lucha Libre one, one of the ones we'll be giving away. And I think I got one of the Star Wars shirts from him too. So he, yeah, he's a, the, the perfect man to go to when it comes to these Mexican Charlie shirts because they're half the price of some of your other bigger retailers that featured on The Price is Right. Yeah, all credit to Tommy. He, I, I initially picked up two to make it three out of the six, and then he stopped a load more. So I did drop him a little DM saying, "Yeah, I'll have one, one of each of the others as well." So by the time I receive more, I'll have all six from the collection, and I probably wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't from stocking them. So yeah, brilliant week, everybody. Um, been fun, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's been good. Apart from that, I'm, I'm literally about to die, so I'm going to say goodbye to all of you now. I'm going to go and go to bed. Tom, I think Mike's all over. He is now. I am literally about to die, so... <laughs> there we go, let me turn off once.